Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I just felt a lot of anger. There was a face looking at us. I really don't want to go down there. I was absolutely spooked. I just felt dead here. There was a body in the basement. Bludgeoned with a hammer. This is bad stuff. Well, are you afraid of something happening to you? Yeah. Very, very angry. This guy scares me. My name is Amy Allen. There's something down there. I see dead people. He doesn't want me back there. I speak to dead people. She's pissed. And they speak to me. She doesn't like the people who live here. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. Someone did hang themselves here. Where? There. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Did you want to kill him? And I know every person, every house has secrets. She did die in this house. It's my job to reveal. Would you be surprised if there were bodies in the basement? No. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Not good. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay, will it get worse? Or time to get out? Oh, yes. Steve will gather all of the facts while he's performing his investigation. He interviews the witnesses, he finds out the history. Then we'll come together at the end and find out if there's anything that correlates. I'm in Asbury Park, New Jersey. This place was devastated by the economy and riddled with crime. But recently it's been making a comeback. I'm down here to see a restaurant owner named Jeffrey. Jeffrey owns a restaurant called Plan B. He bought it a couple of years back. His uh, staff is complaining about unexplained phenomenon. They don't want to go in the kitchen. They don't want to go in the basement. They don't want to work late. So I'm going to meet with him, uh, find out what's going on, and try to find out what, what the history of the building is. 
Before I enter a location, Matt has already cleared that location of any information that may influence my walk. I'm like already starting to get physical sensations. En route to the location, I start feeling physical pain, which is very unusual. There was like two sharp blows. First, I felt in my jaw. I don't know what that is. Wherever I'm heading, I know that something very powerful is waiting for me. When I encounter the dead, I am seeing them just like I'm interacting with a living person. But I might be communicating with residual energy, or I might be communicating with dead people. That's what I've always been trying to find out. So one person showing up. I just felt a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger going on there. In where? There is a male here. Lots of anger here. So. The problem to him is women. Ooh, the woman hater. This guy scares me. Jeffrey, how are you? Steve DeShavi. Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, beautiful place. Thank you. Beautiful, Thank you. yeah. So, you're having a little issue here at the restaurant? Just some things have been happening here that I felt might need some explaining. This is pretty much where I spend my time during service. Uh, it gives me good access to watching the front of the restaurant, watching the people at the tables, also watching the kitchen, making sure the food is coming out right. And um, more than just a few times, I'll be standing here and I hear my name being called. Immediately I look around because I, I feel like it should be someone right next to me speaking to me and there's nobody around. It makes my hair stand up. Uh, has anybody else that works with you had their name mentioned to them? Did that, did that, that I'm not sure. You don't know? Guy thinks he's hearing his name called out. In a busy restaurant, acoustic-wise, that's about to happen. It's not exactly proof that there's paranormal activity going on. All right, is there any place else in the restaurant you can show me you're having problems? Um, the basement's really pretty, uh, pretty frightening.
I feel like vomiting. Everything in my body just like, I don't. Usually I'm fine. I don't know why this is bothering me. Have you ever been so freaking scared that you throw up? That's what I'm feeling right now. Like you know. There's something down there. Oh my God. So what's going on? The, the scariest thing for me down here was um, one afternoon a friend of mine and I were down here trying to get some stuff together and um, as we were walking down and we were looking back towards this back wall here, um, there was a face that looked like it was peering through the two-by-fours looking at us. Can you describe the, the way it looked? Was it a man? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a gentleman. I mean, it was just for a, a flash. Now, did it look like it was an actual person where you went back there and said maybe somebody's in the basement? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, like, were kind of startled and then walked back there and there was nothing there. And your friend saw this also? Yes, she did. It was spooky. We kind of ran up the stairs pretty quick. Now, you must be frightened coming down here. I mean, after I'd seen something like that, I don't think I'd want to come down. It's not a place I like to come. I guess we should go down, but I don't really want to go down there. It was unusual to be at the top of the stairs and not just run down them. Usually, I just jump into situations that others probably consider not very safe or smart. But in this case, I really had to work through the fear in order to go down into the basement. Something did happen down here. It's like a hole. And um, this nasty thing is there. Ooh, what am I getting? Not good. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. And um, this nasty thing is there, right in there. Every place has some kind of energy, whether it's positive or negative. It's very rare to go into a location that has no energy at all. I can only describe it as a void, and it's very, very scary. <laughs> This is bad stuff. I decided to interview some of Jeffrey's staff to see what was going on around here. I started with his head chef, Evan. I'm investigating uh, some of the unusual activity that's happening in this restaurant. Can you just give me a background of what happened with you and what you might have seen or heard? Well, actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was uh, upstairs working with Benny, and I turned around by the staircase and I actually uh, saw a man walk by and around the corner. And he was walking focused, and he kind of turned towards where the kitchen is, and then just looked like he went right downstairs, but that's where I lost him. I saw something, you know? I, it wasn't me imagining, it was definitely something. So now I have two witnesses that claim to have seen a male apparition. Once you have corroborating witnesses like that, you gotta take things a little bit more serious. At the time, you, did you freak out, or it was? I was absolutely spooked. I actually stepped back and looked up to Benny at the point. I was like, Benny, did you see that? And he was like, no, but you knew that he has probably seen something before the way he said that. And a few weeks later, I found out that Benny has been terrified of this basement, has been seeing and hearing things nonstop.
just felt dead here. Just dead energy. Like dead people or absence of... Absence. Okay. There's like something. It's not real. It's grown. There's something like growling at me to my left. There's something laughing and growling and touching my arm. Getting like a human like form with this thing. This thing is like evil. <laughs> Evan the chef was sure Benny was hiding something. So I need to speak with Benny to find out why he's so afraid of the basement. How long have you been working here? Like two years. Uh, can you explain to me what's been going on as far as what's weird? Uh, I don't really like it go downstairs to the basement. Something happened to you in the basement that made you feel that way? Yeah. When I go down there, I feel um, like weird, like somebody is downstairs. Somebody's in my back. I feel like weird things like Touch me. Ow, it's hurting my arm. It's like this thing is something that really nasty, dark darkness. What is it? Hmm, well, um, I guess that the closest thing that I could relate it to would be a demon. I've only encountered these types of entities a handful of times. And these things can be extremely dangerous. It can move objects, it can manipulate perception. It can strike fear. I think this one really likes to scare people. Are you afraid when you go down there? Yeah. Do you feel like you're in physical danger? Yeah. How, how many times has this happened to you? Every single day. Every time you go downstairs? Yeah. There's this root of, like, evil. I'm not sure where they come from. I don't know if there's a hell or anything like that. But what I do know is that they do exist, and they're very nasty. Jeffrey moved here only three years ago, and he rented the building without checking into its history. So I need to find out if anything went wrong in that place before you open the restaurant. 
takes me about 15 minutes to find out what happened. Jeffrey's gonna wish he'd spent 15 minutes doing a little more research before he opened this restaurant. There was a murder that took place in this location, brutal murder about 14 years ago. I'm still gonna need to speak to people that know the most about the case. I got some information about this homicide that happened in 97 uh, that was in an antique shop. Uh, but being a former detective myself, I knew the best thing to do was go to the detectives that would work the case. So if either one of you could just start out and just tell me, you know, when you got there, what you observed and what you saw. We responded about 6 p.m. in the evening on uh, April 29th, which was a Tuesday. And uh, there was a body in the basement of the building on Cookman Avenue. Ray Johnson was 72 years old. He was the owner and operator of when I was child collectibles, which was the scene of the crime. It was a pretty gruesome scene at the time. Vile. Yeah. Something happened here. Something with my the right side of my face on my jaw. Anything you can remember specifically about the body or the, the scene itself when you guys actually got into the scene? We were informed by the forensics team that the body was in the basement on the floor. There's like an anger and a despair. One is despair and one is anger and the anger is pounding on the despair. These are people. Mr. Johnson's head was bludgeoned with a hammer. I want to smash you down. This is our perp? That is, that's our Moses Farrow. Uh, he was ultimately arrested and charged with the homicide of Ray. What can you tell me about Moses as far as uh, his background? Right? Moses was 20 years old at the time. Uh, he was homeless. He was working for uh, a victim? He worked for Ray for about three or four days prior uh, to the homicide. In his statement to us, he talks about Ray coming up behind him and grabbing his buttocks. And he turns around and hits Ray once with the hammer. Uh, Ray, according to him, does not go down. He's staggering, but not down. He hits him a second time, and Ray goes down to the ground. And then he stands over him and hits him more in the head while he's down on the ground. I just see, like, his energy is here. It's very, very solid energy, but it's not like I'm talking to him. He's not here. 
the way that I encountered this male was as a residual energy. At some point, something very violent happened here, and a part of his personality still remains. He was here once, and then he left, but he left this stuff here. It's just what remains of him. His energy is here, but do you know if he is dead himself? I don't think so. He had a girlfriend that lived in Ocean Grove, which is the next town over from Asbury Park. Well, we spoke with her. She, she grabbed us and said, he told me he did it. Ultimately, he gets convicted. Is that correct? That's correct. He's doing 30 years currently at Trenton State Prison. The detectives were able to tell me what he did. Now I got to find somebody that was close to Moses to find out why he did it. I spoke with the two detectives that uh, locked up Moses, and they gave me your name. So at the time, Moses was your boyfriend. That He lived with you on and off, and they actually apprehended him in your apartment. Yes. What I need for you, to, if you can, is tell me what you can remember from that time. He showed up. I was on the phone with my girlfriend, and I was washing dishes or something, and he said, I killed my boss. I really just didn't believe it was true. I thought he was just being crazy because, you know, who kills somebody and then just goes and tells somebody that you killed somebody? So you weren't scared? I was not scared of him. I knew he wasn't going to do anything. To me, I was never afraid of him. I do believe that there are events that can happen in life that can destroy someone's psyche to a point where they don't think rationally. His thought processes are very distorted and disturbed. He doesn't perceive reality. And he, you know, he feels I don't like him. I do not like this person at all. Mm. He was in jail. There was time done there. For what? Robbery, burglary. Where was he in prison? Um, not far. Not far. I take a 30-minute ride to visit Moses at Trenton State Prison. I've gotten about as much background information as I can about the case. Now it's time to talk to the killer. I've interviewed a lot of people, detectives, people you may know. So why don't you just bring me to what brought you to that point on Cooking Avenue. I was working there. One day I was in the basement, pulling nails out of wood. I bent over to pull a nail out of the wood with the hammer. And Raymond Johnson walked past me, grabbed my ass. So I hit him upside the head with the hammer. Was that the first time that it happened? That he touched you? Yeah. You didn't hit him upside the head just once. And you know that, and I know that. Yeah. When it happened, I just turned around and hit him. 
Did you want to kill him? Or did you just want to make a point by hitting him upside the head with a hammer? Just make a point. Don't touch me. You made your point nine or ten times. You know that, right? The demon gets angry. Very, very angry. I think it influences... It wreaks havoc. How does it wreak havoc? at your record this came out of nowhere this this murder and just it, it, it it's a little odd it wasn't planned did you have thoughts of doing that to anybody or even him prior to that happening no you'd never done anything violent in the past before this incident with rain mm. i don't know what brought me to that point When Amy sees an identifiable figure, she often brings in a sketch artist to put her findings down on paper. So the lips are fuller on the bottom, thinner on the top. I just saw him pissed off. Yep, yep, angry, yeah. Mm. His nose is like, flat, kind of like a boxer's nose, like a punch smushed okay. it. How about his, uh, his eyes? His eyes are like so dark brown, almost black. Like I'm feeling the anger now from him. <sighs> yeah, this is weird. Okay. I thought it would just be a normal thing. I should have protected myself. I didn't, I had no idea. He's right there. He's wearing a yellow shirt now with like some stuff on it. And he's yelling at me to shut the up. I kind of want to leave. Um, I'm just really nervous. I don't like him. Are you all right? Jeff's the reason we're here. He, uh, he owns the restaurant. Uh, but he's having some unexplained events happen to him, your staff. Yes. Um, it's causing some disruption for work. Me and Amy haven't talked since we started the investigation. Amy came in and she did a walkthrough. And if it's okay with you, I'd like to hear from her, tell us both what she saw that night. Sure, that would be great. Okay. Thank you. So when I came in and did the walk, when I got to the back of the restaurant, I encountered a male energy. And this male was very aggressive, um, very angry. Wow, I just felt like a lot of anger. We're talking about excessive amounts of rage and anger and hatred and just 
a very bad person that dwells in this. And he was, like, stocky build. He also had, with his nose, um, which was probably the most distinct um, feature, uh, it looked like he had been in a lot of fights um, because it was... um, The bridge was basically smushed in. I got that he was in prison. Um, There's robbery, burglary, and weapons there. He has done a lot of very bad things in his life. Um, The other thing is I think that this individual is still alive. His energy is here. He's not here. Do you know if he is dead himself? I don't think so. So let me get this right. You're getting energy from somebody that's still alive. Potentially, yes. Potentially still alive. Yes. It's amazing to me, uh, your description of him, because during my research uh, and investigation of the building itself and its background, um, about 14 years ago, there was a male fitting that description that did work in this building. Okay, so I'm going to show you a photo of who I think it may be. You take a look at it. Hey, Amy, what are you feeling when you see this photo? I'm sick to my stomach. It's making me uncomfortable. Okay. Now, we brought in a sketch artist for Amy to sit with, and she was able to describe who she saw that night you did the walkthrough. I have that with me. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. And maybe we can pass you what we got. It's, it's uncanny how close it is. Now, Amy, this picture here, um, when you look at his face, does that bring you back to the night you did the walk? This guy scares me. I don't like him. That's like... That's really frightening. This is why I had that shocked look on my face when I pulled this out, because... I couldn't, I can't equate how she has a vision of somebody that's alive that I just spoke to. No, it's, it's frightening. It's him. The look in his eyes, which I really tried hard to capture with the sketch, but that's the thing that's really bothering me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like this person at all. You're making me very nervous. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's all right. So who's this? Well, let me... Just give you a little bit further what I found out about the history of the building. Okay. About 14 years ago, this was an antique shop. Uh, It was owned by a man named Raymond Johnson. Okay. He was about a 72-year-old man. He was viciously murdered in the basement of this building. I have a photo of Raymond. He was prominent in the gay community. He was nice enough to bring this individual, Moses Farrow, who was homeless. Mm -hmm. He brought him in, fed him, put him to work. According to Moses... Raymond did a sexual advance towards him, and he turned around with the hammer that he had in his hand, and he just beat him in the head. Mm. I mean, he beat him between nine and 12 times with the hammer. Oh my God. Wow, that's like making some sense to me. In the basement, I did feel there was two 
uh, emotions that I encountered. There was anger and despair. Anger is pounding on the despair. And I also had an extreme amount of pain, um, specifically the right jaw, and then it, it went to the whole um, right side of the head. The pain was just so intense. Something happened, something with my, the right side of my face, on my jaw. He was apprehended, they go to trial, and he is incarcerated currently in Trenton State Prison, maybe an hour from here. I did get that he was in a prison nearby. I'm still trying to wrap around how you get visions of people that are actually still alive. It's, it's mind-boggling to me. I guess for me, if I knew it was someone that wasn't still alive, that I'd have an easier time dealing with it, but someone who's still alive makes me very uncomfortable. Even though he's still alive, Things can happen throughout our lives that are very traumatic, and sometimes when those incidents happen, they can disperse into the surroundings. And so if we have a very traumatic experience, or we are extremely angry like this person, right. um, you can leave traces of that in the environment. Okay. I did speak with Moses' ex-girlfriend. Mm. She's actually the one who helped the police track him down. Really? And she felt that, you know, he was ready to snap and this was it. I do believe that there are events that can happen in life that can destroy someone's psyche. She feels that it just came to a head down in the basement here. Right. That makes sense. And that when uh, Mr. Johnson did this sexual advance, well, he says that he did, that he just snapped. Wow but he snapped to the tune of nine to 12 shots to the head with the hammer. That poses another question for me. If his footprint is left here, am I realizing some of his anger? Honestly, his footprint is not particularly capable of interacting with anyone. It's just a footprint. Let me ask you a question. Everybody's having a sensation of getting touched and a heavy feeling in the basement. Mm -hmm, that makes sense. Well, that's what I'm trying to find out, because I'm a little confused with having an energy up here and in the basement, this is where they're feeling everything. The residual energy that he left behind is upstairs. What you have in the basement is something different. I went back into the basement, and all of a sudden there was kind of this void. I was stumped because usually there's some type of energy everywhere, and this was just kind of nothing. It's like a hole, and um, this nasty thing is there, right in there. And I looked, and I saw this little dark mass, the being approached me, and as it was approaching me and then touching me, I understood that, in fact, this thing was very old, um, was never human, and um, is very, very negative. There's something <clears throat> touching my arm. 
I'm not getting like a human like form with this thing. This thing is evil. This thing has been here for hundreds of years. It can cause things to happen. Bad luck, uh, emotional outbursts. In the Catholic religion, these types of things would be referred to as a demon. They're extremely rare. I've only encountered them in a handful of situations, and I've done hundreds of investigations. It's capable of manipulating an individual's thoughts and emotions. It can take on any form that would unnerve someone. Taking the opportunity to latch onto a person who is ready to snap and letting them go for it. Whoa. So whatever entity you're talking about might have caused our... Yes who's already emotional wreck to begin Correct. with. Correct, yes. Amy, this has me really freaked out. It's, it seems a, a lot worse than, than I anticipated. I've been hit pretty hard for them in the past five years, and um, this, is, this is really freaking me out. Can this be affecting me inside these four walls, yes. and can it follow me outside these four walls? Um. Yes to both. I want to tell you that there are um, things that we can do. You have options available. One is, yes, you could move. Um, the other one is that we could do something proactive to get rid of this thing. We are lucky enough that out of the handful of beings that I've met like this, this one is very young. I would equate it to a baby, which means it's very easy to get rid of. This thing right now is using negativity to feed and grow itself. You don't have to give it that. You have the power now to get rid of it. So what do I do to try to, I guess, annihilate this? We will go through this together. I will show you what needs to be done but you have to promise me that you will continue it here and at your home no and problem. for the benefit of yourself and your employees. No, I promise that I will do that and uh, I'd like to get it started as soon as possible. We have a doorway here. So you're gonna wanna just, in a circle, Letting the smoke purify the area. All negativity must leave this place. No negativity may remain in this place. Only love, light, and peace may enter. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.